Hi, I'm Mark. Welcome to Words of Truth podcast today. I'm glad that you've joined me. I don't know about you, but I hate waiting. <laughs> I hate waiting in a line. When I'm in the grocery store on a busy day, I'm the guy juggling for the shortest line. And almost invariably, I get behind one of those proverbial slow people who can't find their money. They're counting their change. They don't remember the PIN number on their debit card. You know what I mean. It just drives me crazy. I hate waiting at a red light. So I plan for an alternate route. If I see a red light ahead, I'll turn down a side street. Even if it's a longer route, at least I'm still moving. But you know, there are times in life when God requires us to wait. And those are the times when I have to trust God even in the silence. It's the prophet Micah chapter 7 and verse 7 who who wrote, But as for me, I will look to the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Now, there's a huge difference between hesitancy and uncertainty when it comes to making a decision and waiting on God to show us his will for our lives. And the question is, how can we tell which is which? Well, before I define the difference, let me just say that when we wait on the Lord, it does not mean that we're idle, doing nothing. It isn't being indecisive. For example, when I take my wife to the store on a cold day and wait in the car, sometimes I'll let the car idle and the heater is on and I stay warm. And while I'm waiting, I'm doing nothing but maybe listening to the radio. I'm inactive, not moving in any direction. And indecision is trying to make my mind up as to whether I want to go into the store with her or not. Now, that's not what it means to wait on the Lord. Rather, waiting on the Lord is a discipline that involves submission to the authority and rule of God. It's opposite of the mindset that says doing anything is better than doing nothing at all, or that waiting is a waste of time and inactivity is the worst thing you can do to solve your problem. I know people who think that doing the wrong thing is better than doing nothing at all. And a bit like me avoiding, it's a bit like me avoiding a red light by taking a side street just to discover that the side street is a dead end. Well, none of those thoughts are right, and they are not representative of what it means to wait on the Lord at all. Now, if you read the prophets of the Bible, they would tell you the same thing that I'm saying. For example, the prophet Isaiah said in Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 18, Blessed are all those who wait for him. And the blessing he's talking about is when God intercedes on our behalf. Maybe you remember how King Saul had a problem with waiting. The prophet and priest Samuel told him to go to a certain place and wait for him to arrive so that he could offer a sacrifice to the Lord. Well, while he was waiting, 
his army started deserted to desert him because of the Philip Philistines who were gathering against them. And Samuel was late in arriving and Saul got all nervous. And so he took it upon himself to offer his own sacrifice to the Lord, an act reserved only for the priest. And as a result, Saul lost his kingdom. He should have waited. Jeremiah is another example. He lived during a period of international turmoil. Jerusalem had just been attacked and burned by the armies of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. And Jeremiah watched as his own people were being carried off into captivity and chains and disgrace. And yet Jeremiah was able to say in Lamentations 3, 25 and 26, the Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. You see, if you look, if you look those, Bible, those verses up in your Bible, maybe you should underline those words, wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. They should be a good reminder for you the next time something happens in your life that you can't explain or figure out and you're looking for an open door. It'll remind you that waiting on the Lord is a good thing. Or how about King David? The Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart, and yet David was left waiting for seven years before he was able to step onto the throne as the king of Israel, a position, by the way, that God had promised to him. And for seven long years, David lived as a fugitive, wandering from place to place and hiding from King Saul, who wanted to kill him, wondering whether he would live to see God's promise fulfilled. These were his thoughts, found in Psalm 27. 13 and 14. He writes, I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. He shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. You see, unless he had had faith in the goodness of the Lord, he would have lost heart. And so he says that he waited on the Lord because he believed that God would give him the strength he needed until the Lord delivered on his promise to him. I wonder how many today have lost heart in your waiting. How many of you have grown impatient with the process and you uh, struck out to settle the problem yourself and you created an even bigger problem like King Saul did? And he ended up losing the place of authority God had put him in. How much have you lost because of your impatience in God? The prophet Micah was another man who lived during a time of great turmoil. Standing alone for God, he said in Micah chapter 7 and verse 7, the verse I read earlier, But as for me, I will look to the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Okay, so I can hear some of you now. You're thinking to yourself. Now, wait a minute. This, this waiting stuff worked for those guys way back then. But what about today? I mean, we're a society of action. And we have a lot more knowledge about how to do things than they did back then. And, well, 
we can say all kinds of things to rationalize our impatience, can't we? But but before you consider your waiting to be lost time or effort, listen to the words of the late Vance Havener, a modern-day prophet and man of God who said, quote, Call it what you will, there is a waiting before God that we hurried modern mortals do not know, that sends a man back to his task with the hand of God upon him in such a fashion that the waters of Jordan part before him. It is not that God puts a premium on fasting and nightlong prayers and tears and austerities of the flesh, but he does reward burning desire for his very best that leaves no stone unturned. Wow, those are powerful words of truth. Essentially, he said that waiting on God actually invites the hand of God on your life, a hand that will do things that you would have never been able to accomplish in your own strength. And so here's the question. Consider this question. How do you know when waiting on God is simply being indecisive? That's a good question. And here's the answer. It's when you have genuinely sought God, and you have a witness deep in your heart, one that's hard to fully explain or to understand, and you know that what prods you is aligned with Scripture and confirmed by godly people. That's when you know you've heard from God. However, when you know what you need to do and you wait even a minute beyond what you know what you need to do, that's indecision. And there's a big difference. Thanks for listening today. I hope you join me again next week and, well, bring a friend along with you.